0: I'm here at uh, Engage Expo, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself?
1: Hi, this is Jim Gatto from uh, Pillsbury Law Firm. And uh, what, are, what are you guys about? Um, how do you relate to gaming? Pildberry is uh, one of the first major law firms to develop a team focused specifically on virtual worlds and video games. We represent many of the uh, leading companies in the space including companies like Activision. We also work a lot with with startups and emerging growth companies to really help them understand the legal issues that are unique to their business, how to protect their IP and and position themselves to, to leverage their business but also to play defense and avoid Uh, liability for issues where they haven't really thought through you know how they might be impacting the rights
0: of others for example and can you talk about some of the challenges that uh, you know smaller teams may have or encounter or surprises they need to look out for um, as they develop their game release their MMO sure I mean there, there's many um,
1: just like any other business but uh, particularly in this space you know there's, there's a combination of things I think that are a challenged one is making sure that you really have a, a comprehensive IP strategy to protect what you're doing sure. um, that's that's one important thing and of course then having the ability to, to, to finance that once, you, once you, you develop the strategy and we we work with companies in ways to do things on a fixed fee basis we defer payments from time to time so we're used to working with small companies and we you know we try to help them do what they need to do but in a way that matches their financial situation um, the other thing is that there's a lot of uh, evolving legislation out there uh, that you know companies need to be aware of. And, and many companies, it would, we find, don't focus on these things until it's too late. And so working with a firm that's knowledgeable of these issues, that's kind of staying on the cutting edge, and that's going to be proactive in helping to advise them can help minimize some of those unexpected surprises.
0: Yeah, can you talk about some of those unexpected surprises, some of the issues, um, you know, you, uh, terms of service, stuff like that? What are, what are issues that a lot of game developers don't even think about, but are very important.
1: Sure. So with respect to terms of service, for example, terms of service, um, you know, a lot of people, what we've, we've seen, like, will cut and paste from someone else's site and say, hey, if it's good enough for them, it's good enough for us. The, the, the problem with that is that, you know, each business model is different. And, sure. you know, Second Life's terms of service doesn't work for for some other companies. And, and even then, I mean, the first time that 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 Linden went to enforce their terms of service in the lawsuit with Mark Bragg that you may be familiar with, one of the provisions was struck down. So even, even they're not infallible, right? So sure. the key is to you know, understand what you're doing, what you need to protect, what your business model is, and these, the terms of service really need to be customized. One of the other things that is uh, you know to the extent there's virtual goods involved in, in a game or a virtual world there's a lot of issues there uh, in connection with virtual currency and, and for example taxation China imposed a 20% tax on, on gains from virtual goods the us is looking at, at imposing something similar a lot of the states in, in the United States have actually uh, have pending legislation relating to the the tax on on digital download and the scope of what that covers whether it's just software and music or whether it's going to also cover you know, Virtual items. Some of that is still being worked
0: out. And um, you know, what are the top three things then you would recommend small game development companies to consider uh, legally, and as they as they develop their company?
1: Well, I mean, I think the number one thing really is is to work with an attorney who understands the issues, and then to sit down and understand what is important that you need to do. Um, one of the one of the things that's important always is to protect your IP and and have a strategy for doing that And it 's a combination of patents trademarks, copyrights trade secrets um, and then the agreements that you use there's important IP provisions there as well okay. uh, and then make sure you have a solid business model and that you you know you, you have the agreements and the other documents in place that you need to to deal with the uh, you know kind of the initial stages of, of your formation and and doing business okay.
0: And what do you see then, um, moving forward, what are some of the, you feel like, major legal hurdles that are going to come up for these virtual worlds and MMOs?
1: Well, one of the things we're seeing right now is there's an increase in number of patent infringement lawsuits. Uh, as recently as this week, there was a big lawsuit against uh, Facebook, for example. Uh, Maybe not you know, strictly gaming, but um, NCSoft has been sued and others have been sued on a number of patents. And so having both an offensive and a defensive patent strategy and position yourself that if you do get sued, you know what are some of the things you can do now to position yourself better is, is a critical thing. So patents are going to be a, a continued important factor in in this area. Um, terms of service, there's been a number of cases, the Blizzard MDY case and others, where some terms of service uh, disputes have been resolved by the courts now. Um, some of the, the issues have been clarified. There's certain other areas where there's still you know some uncertainty or a conflict among different courts on how things are going to go. And so understanding the what's permissible, what's not permissible, and kind of what the options are, uh, I think is important in connection with terms of service. And then just looking at all the, you know, the legislative issues, data privacy, you know, the COPA, if you're dealing with kids, yeah. there's a lot of COPA issues. There's some pending changes that may come down the road on that, tax issues, as we mentioned, et cetera. So it's really, you know, I wish it was a simple answer and a single answer, but the yeah. key is if you work with a firm that understands these issues, they can help guide you in what you need to know now and what you need to be looking for down the road.
0: Yeah. Um, speaking of COPA, I mean, what are the major issues? I mean, the biggest thing that I heard is you know one company actually got fined quite a bit um, for violating COPA laws, and they didn't really mean to. Um, you know, when you're thinking about COPA, when your firm's thinking about COPA, what do you look for? I mean, isn't it pretty straightforward? What's in the law? I mean,
1: what's well, I mean, aspects of it are pretty straightforward. I mean, a lot of it is about notification and consent, and and you know, me- providing you know mechanisms to ensure that you know bad things don't happen to kids online and. Um, You know, one of the things that there's a company that, in fact, that we work with called Privo. I don't know if you're familiar with them, but um, they're actually one of the few uh, safe harbor, uh, COPA safe harbor things. So they'll work, they'll come in and do some of the compliance policies. And for the companies that really care about this, you know, making sure you have an effective strategy and that you're, and policy, and that you're actually following it is going to put you in in a good position. And with the safe harbor provision under the FCC, even if you, you know, if you intend to comply and you take steps, if you've got the safe harbor, even if you're not in compliance typically you're going to get an opportunity to fix it and you're not going to be putting yourself in a situation of being on the headline of uh, the company who was the next to not comply with with Kappa so you know there's again there's reasonable steps that you can take to comply it's not necessarily that difficult um, but it is meaningful and it's important and it and and just knowing what you're doing and making sure you do it is the, the key yeah
0: and one other question is you know since these MMOs span the whole world I mean, how do, do you run into companies that have to? I mean, how do they deal with all the legal structures uh, of all these different governments? Do they even have to think about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, that is, that is a challenge. Um, it's you know, it's we, we have offices around the world. Uh, you know, China, Japan, London, yeah. and, and you know, so we have and and, uh, and the Middle East, and we you know, we have you know good international reach. And you know, some of these issues are, I would say that that there's similarities in the laws, right? Let's say on the IP side, okay. but there's also some differences, and so. You know you need to try to take these into account and 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 know where where the differences apply and then how to deal with that um, it's not always easy to do it but yeah. you, know, you know having the ability to, to recognize the issues is, is kind of the most important first step
0: great and um, where can people find out more about your law firm
1: um, our law firm you can go to our website at www com and we actually have a virtual worlds and video game um, uh, component to that website that you can find out, or you can send me an email at james.gatto@gatto@pillsburylaw.com, G-A-T-T-O, at
0: PillsburyLaw.com. And that's P-I-L-L-S-B-U-R-Y. Correct. Thank you. Thank you.